0: to take it. Got it. Boston
1: wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the
0: Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman Podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything.
1: You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent I didn't think.
0: All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another edition of the Ryan and Goodman Podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan. And the NBA season is back, Bob. It's back. How about that after a Well, obviously
1: I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. Obviously I'm glad. But it's a momentous, not even 24 hours, Jeff. It's a momentous 20 hours or 20, uh, 21 right now, right? Roughly 4 o'clock yesterday we got when the game was supposed to start. Um, I'm sitting there waiting. I, I'm. I was going to watch that 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 game because I I suddenly gotten invested in Denver and Utah, you know that's you know the uh, or otherwise known as the the shootout at OK Corral between <laughs> Murray, right? And you know, sudden so I saw it all unfold and whoa, where are the Bucks. Whoa, they didn't they never came out. So oh, this will be good, and we all know what happened. So we all we've all been there. And then I, here's the other thing I was going to say when I found out that the um you know, the Bucks. You know, we're doing this. And of course they're in Wisconsin, you know, and that that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um I'm so come on, Brewers, you do it too. And they did.
0: They did. The WNBA followed suit and all of this was kind of uh sparked by, by the shooting of Jacob Blake oh, yeah. in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh in the back by a police officer shot seven times. Now they're
1: telling us you, you know, there was allegedly a knife, yeah. but that's, that's going to change the narrative for people who want the narrative changed. Exactly. It's not going to change the narrative for people who, you know, think for you and I no. we do that, you know, that, uh, seven, that, that this was an unnecessary show of force and, you know, and not to mention the fact that how any police staff uh, force in America isn't attuned to the sensitivity of what's going on, the world they're living in, how they haven't been properly warned, you know, to go be extra cautious, uh, you know, anyway, well, we are, it's also self-evident what I'm saying, you know, so, but the, it's, that's what makes it so appalling and and, and probably what also just ex- exacerbated it for the African-American athletes. You know, I so said, when is it, when, when is when, when is it stop? When do people Sometimes get enough the enough. message? When do we get the right people uh, to, 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 to handle their job, et cetera. And that's what they're all saying It's part of what the whole dialogue is, of course.
0: Listen, I think, to me, the most impactful uh, statement, the most impactful anything I've seen in the last 48 hours was Doc
1: Rivers. Doc is, Doc's become a national. Suddenly, people who didn't know who Doc Rivers no is. was Didn't know what made him, what makes him one of – this is a guy, Jeff, that when he, before game six of the 1988 NBA Finals, with the, with the the uh, the Bucks up three to two on the Celtics, having just won Game Five in Boston, and um, I went up to him, and yeah, you don't do this every day, you. And I said, I just want to tell you something. I said, if this series is over, and now tonight, if you guys win, I won't see you, you know, till next year. I just want to thank you, congratulate you, and 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 thank you, and I'll tell you something. You want you you're, you're the best guy. You you you're one of my favorite people I've ever met in this league. Never knowing that he was going to reenter my life <laughs> several years later, yep. you know, and ha- we'd have a chance to actually, actually have an adult friendship, you know, yep. I mean, I'm not, I'm not neutral on this guy. This is, this is a really good person yep. who happens to be a damn good basketball coach in that order, you know, and, and of course one thing, we, you know, his, oh, his, his statement was beautiful. And, and, uh he doesn't say it for people who don't know and everybody fills in the blank yeah. oh by the way my dad was a 30 year policeman in Maywood illinois and you know yeah. basically chicago and and so he's appreciative
0: bob for those who haven't heard it and you should if you haven't heard it by now you should google it it, it was yeah paper. you got
1: to go it's, it's up there it's so easy to get and yeah
0: if why why do we keep loving this country um <laughs> if our country doesn't love us back yeah And it was just, it it was profound. It was impactful. It was from the heart. It was with emotion and fear and tears and everything. And you and I know, Doc, to know it was real. It was real. It's no 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 act.
1: It's no act, of course. uh, But yeah, that one has resonated. People are picking up on that one. Uh, Dominic Smith is another one, uh, the the Met, who was basically choked up. Yeah. And i didn't know his background uh, that he has established himself already as a young player in New York as a as a uh, not just a friendly presence in the media loves him as a person but an uh, active social person back at home in l a with the foundation at age twenty five he's he's, he's he's the classic give back yep. uh, uh who gets it you know i didn't so I was educated to who he was the way now a lot of people were getting educated as to who doc is right.
0: No, so I mean it's been a crazy, like you said, 21 hours. Uh, we'll recap it quickly, but the Bucks uh, don't come on the court. Orlando has no idea what's happening, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. proceed. The, the Bucks, uh, you know, sit in the locker room for three hours. Uh, they want to enact change. Part of that is trying to get uh, politicians on the phone at that point to help enact change with the the shooting um, of Jacob Blake. And then everything is canceled. Everything is canceled. And then they have a meeting last night, the players, in which LeBron James and the Lakers and the Clippers walk out of that meeting with the intention of sitting out uh, and leaving the bubble and, and and not resuming the season. It was kind of an informal vote, it sounds like. Um, and then today they come back and they have a meeting uh, at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm in which the Lakers and Clippers had already had their own kind of meeting and they came in and I'm told, according to sources, it was Chris Paul and Andre Iguodala who did all the talking uh, or, or almost all the talking. LeBron did not say one word, Mm. not a word, Bob. And Mm. uh, it lasted about 40, 45 minutes, started about 1120 when the Clippers and Lakers walked in and all the teams agreed. To resume playing, and uh, according to my sources, it'll likely resume on Friday mm-hmm. with games. Two players on every team, and by the time people listen to this, uh, two players from every team will be a part of a meeting later on on Thursday at four o'clock Eastern Time to discuss some of the parameters, some of the specifics of how they want to try to uh, further change yeah,
1: exactly. type of awareness. Where do you go from here? What what context? concrete actions you know can you take to try to enact this change when ultimately this change is going to have to be made at a, at a at a level beyond them um it's yeah yeah but still what a it's resonated oh boy and 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 to the point where you know the, the people in the nhl are saying well, well wait a minute we what when, when are we going to get on board here because there are Uh, players of color in that league including some very big ones like Evander Kane and uh, uh, you know but anyway that they're it's not we all know it's a very few players of color in that league but there are some and and by the way how about the referees
0: yeah getting involved
1: too for people who don't know at 9 a.m this morning in the bubble world bubble land down there Orlando Disney World the referees had a symbolic march Mass to march with Black Lives Matter shirts, right? No, or something. That uh, was a Black Lives. No, it wasn't Black Lives. and something else. But it said it was a it was a statement yep. shirt. And the referees on mass that are down there did. And of course, there are many referees of color. Uh, just for exi- just as an aside, you know. Um,
0: so it's what, what type of impact, Bob? What you know? You hear people saying it was a historic day, and it yeah. was yesterday because it came out of nowhere. We thought maybe the start would be today. Would be Thursday with the Toronto Boston series because yeah. players had mentioned that they might not play. But what what is going to be the significance of this, Bob? If nothing changes,
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't. These are great unknowns. Uh, it's a it's it, it's right now. It's symbolism. It's symbolism. It's it's extraordinary symbolism. It's symbolism that we've never known in in, in uh, America. I mean, just the word boycott. You know, there have been uh, circumstances of uh, there. Well, the only boycott is, that I have you know about, and somebody can educate me that I've missed something, was not Was circa 1912 when the Tigers went on strike for a day in protest of a suspension put on Ty Cobb, who had gone into the stands and beaten up a fan. Oh, was an aside that the the fan had one arm. Uh, just as a uh, humorous aside, and they went out and they played a game with a bunch of college players from St. Joseph's mostly, and a pitcher pitched a complete game and gave up like 24 runs, literally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that. and they came back yeah. after a day. We know that, I know in 1968, excuse me, uh, in 69, uh, 68, excuse me, the- in the aftermath of the Bobby Kennedy assassination, that the uh, there was a lot of discussion about not playing over that weekend. But, the, and and uh, I know for a fact, because the first story I ever did for the Globe was a joint byline story with Peter Gammons on our first, day on the job as a summer interns in which we canvassed the sentiment, the reaction around the country from uh, columnists and editorials about what they thought about baseball playing. Uh, And so we had to, you know, pre internet, pre everything, you know, we're on the phone, you know, making these stories. It's uh, so, it seems like it's like a pony express, you know, but that's what we were doing anyway. uh, Also we learned that um, there was discussion a great deal of discussion, more than I realized, from the Sixers and the uh, Celtics in the aftermath of Martin Luther King's assassination about what was supposed to happen, but nothing did happen. They didn't go through with anything, uh, you know. So in terms of that kind of, and of course now Elgin Baylor led a boy. Uh, he, he refused to play in a game when it when he wasn't served, in, in uh, I forget what city at the time. Uh, Bill Russell uh, in the Celtics walked uh, out of a, a, a game in uh, there was Louisville. was 61. In-
0: 61, yep. right, Bob?
1: Yeah, 61. But what
0: was it? It was. It was Sachin and Sam Jones weren't. Oh, served. and and, and Kuz,
1: Kuz definitely, and and Red drove him to the airport. Who's what? I heard Kuzi Kuz said Kuz. yes. Oh, Kuzi was part of the uh, the boycott. I thought he played. He didn't play. Oh, I mean, I, then I got it story
0: wrong. I think Kuzi played. I think Kuzi, Bob played and,
1: and didn't really stand behind him as much as Bill. Okay, so that's all in the book then, in the, the last pass book where, he, where he's making yeah. all his They played.
0: All the white players uh-huh. played for the Celtics. I think it was five black players, Bill Russell included, Satch, Sam Jones, yeah. um, that did not play. They flew home. In my They're mistake. Maybe the Hawks? I don't
1: know. Well, it does, it does, yeah, it doesn't matter. It was an exhibition, I know. Yeah. But anyway – but the idea of a boycott of, of not playing games is, is something very rare and very, uh, very very historic uh you know and but well, you answer your question i don't know what the you know what where you go from here what what concrete uh things you know had they, had they gone home you know, uh, um, you know what are they going to do are they're going to march are they going to get petitions i don't know what they can do that you know except express themselves. Um, uh, which they, and they, they, because one of the implications of all this is that because they're in a bubble, they felt like they uh, a lot of certain people were expressing themselves that they felt pented up, they felt restricted, they felt. Yeah, and you know, it took
0: some of the the focus Church away. Hill
1: said that, and, and there were others. I think that the, the bubble comes into play to to accelerate their frustration. You know that they weren't part of the, they weren't there with to to interact with, with family, friends, and everything else about these matters that are so important to them. They need to get on
0: the same page. I think is the biggest problem, and I think that's that's part of the problem. From what I'm hearing, that LeBron and some of the other players have was that Milwaukee did it without everybody else knowing what they were going to do. That it should be unified. I told you this months ago, when I was privy to that phone call with eighty NBA players, there just was no organization, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the biggest thing here. Is you got a lot of players, you got a lot of voices right now in that bubble. When you get down to eight teams. Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot easier, right? If you had eight teams right now and you're in the second round, you'd be talking about 100 players instead of double that. Uh, But you have to find a way. If you're Chris Paul and Andre Iguodala, maybe that's what they did today. They were the only two voices from what I I was told. And and maybe they need to find a way to get everybody on the same page before they're making these these decisions. And I know George Hill and Kyle Korver, from what I'm told, apologized for how they did it, not, again, not making sure that everybody else uh, had knowledge of what they were going to do, so it didn't put these other teams and players in a tough spot to have to react so quickly.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, that makes sense. This is all happening on the fly, yep. you know, let's face it. And and, uh, uh, and, and you, to what extent the bubble is contributing to mental uh, tension, sure. You know, uh, expressed, of course, by Paul George, who was excoriated naturally and in Twitter for, for that, that I saw, you know, for coming out and saying I had a okay, the dark shows. side, a dark depressionist yep. kind of feeling here. Uh, you know, people say, oh, well, these millionaires and they got pampered and, and they're, and you know, and you know, you know, and, 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 and all the whole thing. You know, no boo-hoo, you know. And all I know is this. Uh, I, I know enough to know and have respect for anybody that talks about mental illness. And, and I'm very respectful and I don't care. And, and it doesn't your bankroll does not matter right it, right it does not matter your bankroll your 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 size of your wallet if yeah. you're talking about mental uh, mental health and and uh i have i'm taking him at his word right I'm 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 going to go face value that uh, that you know maybe he it sounded like he was whining you know crying about himself but he came hey, he came back with a great performance, did he not oh my god yeah we and um anyway. I respect it and I can understand that you could after a while the walls maybe start closing in thing. It's they they got they got in there July seventh. Yeah, and it's hard
0: enough, Bob. Think
1: about it. You're you're in the pandemic, you're with your family
0: twenty-four-seven for four months, and then all of a sudden you flip it and you don't see your family. And some people think, Oh, it's gotta be great. It's just all the players hanging out, playing video games, playing ping pongs, you know, golfing, being in the pool, whatever. Listen, I'm sure it gets old quick. A lot of these players obviously miss their families, are worried about their families from a COVID standpoint. And now you put in, I I had a a coach uh, text me today, a college basketball coach who played in the NBA, uh, who's got young kids who's black. And he said, You know, I'm worried about my young kids, black kids growing up in this society. I'm worried about them. I'm going to be worried about them every time they go down the street without me. Because you just don't know. Again, these are the things the players have to worry about in the bubble because they can't protect their families mm-hmm. wherever they are now at home with everything that's going on and the, you know, rioting and, and the you know, everything that, that that's happening right now in, in Kenosha and who knows what's going to be next. I mean, unfortunately, we know there's going to be
1: something else, Bob, and that's the so scary part. Sure because there's no evidence that, that, that the message has gotten across to, to the people that need it uh, uniformly. You know, I wouldn't have believed that something could, such as the Kenosha thing could have happened in the aftermath of everything that's been going on in the last three months. And right. and, and, and wouldn't have believed right. it was you would think
0: police officers would be, would be so aware and, yeah. and, and fearful in a way of what could happen to them if they make a mistake yeah. that you're going to shoot a guy seven times I get he might have had a knife in the car. Does it no, that mean you got to shoot him seven times much, in the back with three kids? Three kids in the car, young kids, Bob.
1: I know th- that that well, knife factor, you know, that'll be harped upon by, right. as we said, but no, that doesn't excuse what happened.
0: Sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball already started. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. We got NBA that started now. Uh, NFL's not that far away. Uh, and as the sports uh, seasons start to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, the seven-time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds uh, from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like uh, playing without fans in what they have called the pandemic. The uh, visit betonline.ag to, today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. There's a bunch of them. Uh, so, BetOnline, uh, make sure you go to it. You're online wagering experts. So, now they're going to play again. They're going to
1: play. Starting tomorrow, we assume. We'll find out. We'll, we'll get an update on that. I'm happy about that. Uh, I, As I said, I I, I just, uh, just don't know what the – you know, with the tangible ramification of this, other than, you know, do we need more light shed on the topic? Apparently we can't have enough in, in some areas, right? Apparently we can't have enough. You know, we need to hear people, uh, white people need to hear uh, a completely responsible person such as Doc Rivers say, what white parent has to give the talk? That's right. There are going to be excerpts from that little dissertation of his that are going to be cut and save. That's the line right there. What white parent has to give the talk? You know, and and uh, now um, six months or a year ago, we wouldn't have known what, what, what talk. That's
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: like, You know, we Caucasians. Yeah. Uh, what talk? Oh, it's just like when you saw the green. Uh, when we saw uh, the movie, you know, last year's movie, the, the Oscar winner, the, this, the green uh, book. You know. Oh yeah. And, and, yep. yeah. Who knew yep. that there was such a thing? That it was based. That was completely based on truth. Yep. It was a true story, and we didn't know. You know, the the world. You know, we're completely living you know, parallel lives in, in, in that sense. Yeah. Well, it's it'll, going it'll to be, be
0: interesting to see if, if, if owners become more vocal now.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
0: You know, Adam Silver hasn't been all that vocal in the bubble and, and, no. and will now he be a little bit more involved uh, outwardly than he has been. Obviously he's been uh, yeah. terrific in getting the bubble off the ground mm-hmm. and, and doing it in a way that is safe. Well, that's one part of this. And that was one, honestly, when I was listening to that conversation months ago about with the 80 players, most of it wasn't about the safety. Most of it was about their voice. Yeah. And at that time, whether going to the bubble was going to take away from the impact that they could have. Mm-hmm. And I think they've realized now, because of these latest incidents, and because nothing's happened with, with Brianna Taylor's um, murderer, nothing's happened to them and that's a hard part is they're not going to be able to impact change quickly and I think they realized that most of the players last night I talked to several players after the meeting last night and what most of them were saying to me was listen we're not going to be able to do anything to have um you know the, the the officer who shot Jacob Blake uh arrested immediately we we can't what can we do while still playing and finishing the season, which is what they all want to do that I spoke to. What else can we do um, to heighten awareness? Now, what they did, I think, by sitting out in the Bucks was make it okay for an NFL team to potentially do that when the season starts. No, they no. were the first ones to do that. Would, would the Lakers, would LeBron have done that without already having the Bucks in front no. of
1: them? I, I don't know. Yeah, There's a little toe in the water, too, by NFL uh, teams not practicing today. Last I heard a few hours ago, there were three of them that were planning on on, on uh, just having an unscheduled off day, put it that way, at their own by their own choice. So we'll see about wh- wh- where that goes. Uh, by the way, did you see that uh, in Cleveland, the three major teams – uh, have joined partners, uh, have joined up with a an, an alliance uh, to, for, to, you know, to, to take some steps to further the cause, to further uh, their social justice well, you, activity.
0: You know so, one guy, you know one guy pretty well, I know one guy pretty well from covering him here in Boston, that, that it's about as a lead of a human oh, being as there oh, yeah, is, yeah. which is Terry Franklin.
1: Terry's for battling his own great, you know, I, I'm. A, I hope not grave physical circumstance, but it's serious physical circumstance of gastrointestinal issues, and he, he's been on the shelf. But yeah, but he's. But he and uh, it was no surprise that he and Doc hit it off here in Boston. By the way, that's uh, The right. way they They're very they,
0: similar. It was They're like
1: very really, truly, uh, completely yeah, predictable that those. I two mean, aren't they two
0: of the best of of all the coaches you've ever covered? Uh, Are they? Are they like one A and one
1: B? Are they like who's your favorite? You've uh, baseball, ever in baseball. My, you know, my sentimental favorite yep. uh, was Joe Morgan. Uh, you know, with the Red Sox, so, uh, Tollway yep. Joe. You know, Walpole Joe, Folksy, and uh, and uh, you know, you know, one of ours. You know, born and bred in Norwood, uh, Walpole, Mass. Boston College hockey, basketball, baseball a Bostonian who happened to wind up managing the Red signs. But yeah, Doc, but, but Terry Francona after that was not, there's nobody even in the discussion, uh, you know, uh, other than that for me.
0: You don't have Belichick at, at 1A to deal with?
1: You know, I, mean, I never had, we never had any issue uh, personal, you know, direct personal. In fact, uh, the few chats we had were, were very amiable. Had one nice evening, you know, at a, at a function with him. Uh, actually, not, that's a story for another day. We will tell it someday. The football season, we can tell it. But yeah. So, yeah no, kidding. Okay. Yeah, you know, no. I have no, anim, no personal animosity toward him. I or will toward him at all. No. Uh, so, uh, no. But Frank Kona, it was great from the start. He was just, it was absolutely great, and and uh, for us. And, and hey, what um, do
0: you, what do you think? I don't mean to cut you off, but what what do you think? You, you see Bill Russell now being being vocal on Twitter, right? You know, yeah, I know. Is it? Like what do you think when you see that? And, and and obviously he age, I don't even know how old Bill is right now, but he's not 86. great. Eighty-six? Yeah. Eighty-six. I yeah. mean, still with it. My favorite story, my favorite Bill Russell story. Obviously, I never covered him. Um, um, with Kevin Durant at a final four at a hotel. At some point, we're at a hotel at the final four. He was We were sitting down for an interview. He was getting an award or something. And uh, we walked – after finishing the interview, we walked towards the elevator through a a hallway or something, and Bill Russell and Kevin Durant passed each other. And I Mm -hmm. looked at him and I said, no, no, I'm not letting this happen. So (laughs) I grabbed grabbed Bill, I grabbed Kevin, and I basically introduced them to each other, saying, Bill, you're going to want to know who this guy is. Played one year at Texas. He's gonna be that good. And for Kevin, he was quiet at the time. He wouldn't have done that with Bill Russell. So uh, uh, that was honestly. I, I haven't had many Bill Russell moments. But again, you just hear about and you see him today and how vocal he is. Imagine what what he would be like if if he were in that room. Oh for yeah. that Meetings.
1: Oh yeah. No. No. His. He's. Hey. He was there. He was in Selma. He was. There he was, I'm sure. I don't know if he was at, at the I Have a Dream speech or not, but but he was everywhere. He, he along with uh Jim Brown and others, uh, he was in the forefront of the of the civil rights in the heyday in, in the 60s. He was right there. Um, yeah, he he tweeted and and he, he took note of Kenny Smith's exit,
0: yeah, uh, in his he sure tweet, did praise them,
1: which I i, I missed yeah. when my my daughter took oh,
0: it was amazing. You know, yeah. what was amazing, Bob, was you watched. Kenny Smith's exit, and, and and it was powerful without any words. And then I don't know if you listen to Chris Weber. I Chris did. Weber was incredibly powerful with a ton of words. And you just realize when you listen to them both, the 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 wide range of being able to impact mm-hmm. in different ways.
1: Now, uh, Chris Weber's never been one of my favorites, but I must say he uh, he was eloquent uh, today. Terrific. Kind of, yeah, he, he was he was terrific. Well, I know he's intelligent. I just think he's always been to me trying to figure out who he is, kind yeah. of thing, you know.
0: He's not a great game. He's not a great game analyst either. No. He's just okay. No. Um, but, so, yeah, but anyway, you know, he he rose to the occasion. He was, it, it was, it was phenomenal. That's it was true. absolutely phenomenal. That's and you know, it's just so hard because Bob, you you know, you and I know where you stand on all this, where we where we stand, right. and and you tweet things, and man, the 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 brushback, the blowback I get is incredible from these people that can't understand as white males, like how can you not put yourself in their shoes of of whether it's a black athlete, um, male, female, just, you know, a human being that has to deal with things that we can't relate to. How can't you want there to be equality and everybody treated the same uh, on this earth?
1: They're in denial, I guess. They just uh, for some reason. And you know, I just know. know, I'm trying to trace my own evolution. You know, as I said, going back to learning. Like, for example, um, Arthur Ashe, who I didn't know. I met him once. He did a sports reporters with us once in 1991. That's when I met him, and I didn't. But when he famously said that. after he had contracted the HIV virus, which, of course, in his case was the ultimate disg- horrible tragedy, he got it in the blood transfusion, tainted blood transfusion, which causes death. But um, that between the two, being black was worse than having the HIV. And when I first heard that, that was my canary in the mine shaft moment in this regard. Seriously, I, I never would have equated it like, you know, you know I mean, because I've, I've had lots of experience you I've been wor- I've been working at that point for uh, in uh, with professional athletes for tw- and 23 years uh covering basketball uh the NBA football basketball uh, you know and interacting, making having lots of relationships with with uh, African American players and coaches and and such and you know, still to hear somebody articulate and I kind of took for granted their world was good. You know, they, those these were successful people. It's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying, but in not being completely blindly oblivious to what we are now learning is, you know, what being black means in America. And when I heard Arthur Ashe say that, boy, did that resonate with me. That was my come to Jesus moment in this whole regard for me. Twenty uh, almost 20 years ago was was, oh, my God, just I, I just what is he saying? You know, and well now we ought If you don't know now, if you're a halfway uh, intelligent, halfway decent Caucasian, and you don't get it now, you're never going to get
0: it. That, that's you're never yeah, going that's to get the problem. It. That's the problem right now. Is you you've got, and I don't know what the percentage is, but you know you've got uh, people like you and I who are plotting the actions of of these players and what they've done, and then you've got the other side that just they're hammering for it i'm never gonna watch the nba again i don't care these yeah. players they make all this money and all
1: the money and that. thing yeah i know it's the same thing with the kneeling and the. oh right. no it's oh yeah it's uh it's, well, it's but frustrating, it down, you're not it's going
0: frustrating to it. because you know we you know i i understand it when when black people say listen the problem isn't them the problem is us right minute yeah. I mean, and yeah. it is yeah, us
1: want well, to mind our own business. As a, it is as a, us, but we, we can't conduct, live, live a com- comfortable life the way we do without, you know, we're young. I never been trailed in this. I never been 18 years old or 17, walk into a store and have somebody trailing me to make sure I'm not going to steal something. You know, I, I never had that happen. And I, I, you know, and you didn't either. Nope. And, and, you know, so. Oh,
0: I, I hope, I hope they can get um, what they want to accomplish. Uh, get, oh, get that well, done, well, whatever well, it is. I hope they they no, because them. they
1: had, you know, what they need to, you know, what they have to accomplish what we need to accomplish is, is, you know, not police defund, refund, uh, you know, defunding. It's police reform. You that's know, enough. police uh, uh, improvement.
0: Right. You How know? hard is that to figure? Right, that, that that's not that hard to figure. Let's yeah. weed out the 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 bad police officers yeah. that are not that are not protecting the, the the right people. And I get it, of course. Um, there are certain things that are going to happen that are that are very difficult to control. Right. I mean, police officers do have a tough job. We know. Oh, with that. all
1: due respect, everybody, and you know, as, I, as Doc Rivers himself would, would tell you, they know what it's like to have your dad leave the house every day, and you're not 100 percent sure he's coming home. You know, and and that and that's the reality of, of police work, uh, and, and particularly in major urban areas. Okay, you know, uh, that that respect that, and I that that's we need, and they need police, and black people need police. They need police to yep. say, you know, at times. You know, but obviously um, not all the right people have taken to that profession, <laughs> oh, as, sadly. All
0: right. Well, listen.
1: Um, We're going to have
0: something back. to talk about. We're gonna, the ball will bounce tomorrow, Friday. Well, the, the next one so, will I, be a little bit, hopefully, uh, a little bit more um, basketball-focused on the court again. Uh, this one, obviously, uh, more importantly, was uh, about what's transpired in the last uh, 24 hours. And we will have uh, NBA playoff basketball here this weekend. Uh, Bob, I know you'll be watching. I'll be watching, and we'll talk next week. Okay, Jeff. All right. Thanks, Bob.